This is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. and said these the the thing these all these things that could happen um they told us specifically um she may not be able to know who you are she may never eat on her own she Mm. may never walk on her own breathe on her own she may be um connected to a ventilator for for the rest of her life um these these things are all possibilities that you need to be made aware of and because her brain has been bleeding these the chances of these happening are that news about Riley's brain bleeding and, and all of that, they had like stabilized her as much as they could. And, you know, we were walking down the hall to go tell you guys. We knew that you were waiting in the waiting room and we were going to tell, you know, you guys. And we just were feeling so low. I mean, just the day before you were said, hello to your babies and then see you later on the same day is just Mm. really hard and we were still just reeling from that and then here you are trying to fight alongside Riley but you know the news was just devastating and so we were feeling pretty low walking down that hall and I remember opening the door to the waiting room and um, it was packed like it was more than just the family that was there the day before, you know, our siblings had flown in from all over. I mean, it was It was amazing because we just literally, like, couldn't stand up by ourselves. We were, like, all leaning on each other, and that was just a representation, like a physical representation of how y'all were just bolstering us up. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Roots and Wings podcast. This is um, part three of, of a five-part series that we are doing. This is an interview with Josh and Megan Osborne. They're telling their story about their, their two little girls, Finley and Riley, who were born 23 weeks, six days. And this is an inspiring, moving, heartbreaking story, but one that um, we really feel that is important to share. We hope that you've been following along with interest. We hope that you've been inspired by this. Brittany, how you doing? I'm good. I'm much better this time. I'm all right, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> this, I'm good. I'm uh, good. Yeah. Brittany and I both are reliving a lot of this because Josh and Megan, of course, are family for us. And so we are feeling a lot of emotion. So uh, we're just going to jump right into it. So here you go. Let's go back. What, it, what does it mean when you say Riley crashes? I imagine people are listening going, what, what Riley crashes? Sure. What does that mean? Yeah, so Riley um, started to have some hemorrhaging in her lungs because they were so underdeveloped. Um, and this is the way I, I understand uh, how it happened. Um, so she was intubated, meaning she had a tube that went down and into her throat, into her lungs that was providing breaths for her. Because mm-hmm. um, she wasn't breathing on her own at this point. Yes. She wasn't uh, able to breathe room air. Right, her lungs were not nearly uh, developed enough. So, right. um, but the just the the trauma and then the extra expectation on those lungs um, and the fragileness of them caused them to start to bleed. 
Okay. And when there was enough blood, she started to choke on that blood. Hmm. And the and then the trauma of that, of, of the blood being in the tube that was providing breath for her and her being unable to breathe um, caused her so much stress um, through coughing and all of those things of her trying to get it out that um, her brain started to bleed because the blood vessels in her brain were so fragile and tiny. Mm. Um, and so her lungs were b- bleeding and her brain was bleeding. At I mean, at the same time, um, we they called us in. We saw the blood coming up through the tube. Mm. And um, the doctor said, a lot of times when this happens, I get afraid that their brain is bleeding because mm. of everything they're going through. And so I'm, I'm ordering an emergency um, scan on her brain. How many hours um, was this after the babies were born that this began to happen? This was the next night. So, so like 24? Like roughly 24 hours later. Over. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and so uh, they, they took a picture um, of her brain, got an image of her brain, and they said, uh, yeah, that her, her brain had started to bleed on one side uh, more than the other. Mm-hmm. So um, it was worse on the left side of the brain. Uh, the, the the bleeding was more. Um, they it expanded more that into it. Like mm-hmm. A grade four yeah. bleed, which they, is the worst. Yeah, the grade. highest grade. Highest a grade, grade four, it's the worst. Yeah. The worst a, type of bleed you can have, and the and a grade three on the right why, side of the brain. And explain why, Josh. Why is a brain bleed? I mean, a bleeding anywhere in the brain sounds bad, but why is what's yeah, Why the, is it pretty tough? The brain is just, um, it's the central nervous system. It's where, um, it's, it's what controls everything else. So Everything um, from speech to sight to... Yeah, it can be uh, motor movement. Yeah, All um, the things that they were saying could be that night. Now it's like they're saying they will they, be. They are, yeah. So Because her brain blood like this, this is right. going to be. It, or... I don't know that they ever came and told us specifically because of this, um, X, Y, and Z are going to happen. Right. But you were remembering life. all the things that that the doctor that night yeah. was telling you, and that and then they came to us and said these the the thing these all these things that could happen. Um, they told us specifically, um, she may not be able to know who you are. She may never eat on her own. She may mm. never walk on her own. Breathe on her own. She may be um, connected to a ventilator for, for the rest of her life. Um, these, these things are all possibilities that you need to be made aware of. And because her brain has been bleeding, these, the chances of these happening are, are higher. Mm. And so you need to know that. Yeah. And again, they, they were still asking us those questions. Do you want us to withdraw support? Um, you know, you, you guys need to be able to um, have those conversations on your own so that hmm. um, you can make these decisions. So at this point, if they had turned off the ventilator and stopped, Riley would not have survived. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, right. And I, I, I do want to say, I feel like I'm <laughs> making it sound like the doctors came to us and were kind of cold, you know, which could, couldn't be further from the truth. Every single doctor was incredibly caring, compassionate. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do what they do. Um, they were just being really honest with yeah, you they guys. Just, they they wanted I, you to have all the information. Yeah, definitely. And I, mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Right. Um, they were doing something that was very hard for them. And right. you could see that in yeah. the way that they told us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we were very appreciative of everyone who helped. Mm-hmm. And they were super amazing and had a room there that we were able to to 
like live in like a little hotel room and so that way because Riley was in such a critical condition so Mm -hmm. um we didn't want to leave you know very far because they really didn't think that she was gonna survive the weekend but it gave us a place to go back and and talk about those things so they were very um willing to give us room to talk and yeah. So you got that news, there. and you and you, this is what was happening. So, so when we got that news about Riley's brain bleeding and, and all of that, they had, like, stabilized her as much as they could. And, you know, we were walking down the hall to go tell you guys. We knew that you were waiting in the waiting room, and we were going to tell, you know, you guys. And we just were feeling so low. I mean, just the day before you were said hello to your babies and then see you later on the same day is just Mm. really hard. And we were still just reeling from that. And then here you are trying to fight alongside Riley, but you know, the news was just devastating. And so we were feeling pretty low walking down that hall. And I remember opening the door to the waiting room and um, it was packed. Like it was more than just the family that was there the day before, you know, our siblings had flown in from all over, um, you know, cousins, aunts and uncles, grandparents, pastors, and uh, it just—I mean, it was—it was amazing because we just literally like couldn't stand up by ourselves. We were like leaning on each other, and that was just a representation, like a physical representation of how y'all were, just bolstering us up. And um, after listening to that podcast that Josh had listened to, and in that podcast, the dad had read to his little girl the the books, uh, the Harry Potter books, you know, because it's about a boy who lived and Josh, Mm. you know, we had read those books and Josh loved that. And, uh, he had asked my sister, um, to go home and get his copy of the Harry Potter book because he just, he just didn't want to waste any time. He didn't know how much time he'd have to read to Riley. And that was just something he was really looking forward to was reading to the girls. And so he just, it was like an urgent thing, you know? So he was just trying to tell her where it was in, in the house. And she's like, I'll get it, I'll get it. And she had run home to get that. And so she was in the waiting room there and had the book. And uh, she told me one of the coolest stories. She had run home to get the book. And when she got there, um, there was a group of my friends, my girlfriends on our porch. And she was like in the rain, in the dark, standing in a circle and she's like do you guys need something and they said no we're just here praying for Riley and for Josh and Megan and um she's like Brittany said she just started bawling you know right then and there but but she came back and told me that story and it just gave me incredible um strength and courage to know that so many people were praying and those girls could have prayed in their warm cozy beds and Mm -hmm. I believe Jesus would have heard them just fine you know but just that um act of faith and just to to do that you know was just amazing so um josh got to sharita's book and and um that was just the beginning of learning about the people who were praying for riley because that night you started the riley update page yeah and uh that was the i mean i was using my own facebook account to kind yeah. of spread the word and then but the response was like over, overwhelming, overwhelming and the point that i couldn't keep up with it and I thought we need to just set up a page that would that would be devoted to this that we could, and that's when we set that up. And that has been amazing, amazing. to see so many people. We have, were kind of in this like NICU hole, like not going outside, or right? you know, we just didn't leave Riley's side for like mm-hmm. three weeks, you know. And so we had no idea 
right. you know, what was going on. And then you'd come and tell us, you wouldn't believe how many people were praying. And that just right. gave us so much courage. And I will say, too, to the listeners, if, if this story is new to you, if all this is new, um, you can go to the Riley's Update page on Facebook. It's it just um, it's facebook.com slash Riley Updates. Hmm. And it's and you can go back to the very beginning, and you can see the story, read read the story, um, see pictures there, um, and give you more of a, a graphic display of of what what you're hearing today. But I think this is interesting for I think those people who are following have been following Riley's story. I don't know that anyone's ever had a chance to hear from you guys like this. So huh. I'm glad for this opportunity for yeah. you to share not only the story but also what you're feeling. You hmm. know. Um, learning my word we learned a lot another another thing i wanted to say from that day is when they were born that that initial day i remember the doctor coming to us and telling us that they had been born at 23 weeks six days and i remember being wow you know Stopped. floored by that stopped you of, in your tracks probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i had remembered listening to that podcast and i had been even thinking about it through the day not realizing i mean i had no idea what the what the week and day count was. I had right. no clue. Yeah. Um, and so when they came to us and said, you know, 20, it's 23 weeks, six days, I I mean, mm. I said, are you sure? I, I said, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was no accident. It wasn't, it wasn't just a happenstance irony that you happened to hear a podcast 23 weeks, six days, just a few days before your girls were born at 23 weeks, six days. Yeah. And I think, you know, in that moment, it said something to me that, that, um, you know, Megan and I have had a hard time, you know, understanding how something like this could happen. Sure. Um, when God is in control and we believe that. Yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I think not that, that God, um, planned for or wanted this to happen. I, I think that's not true at all. Um, but, I think that he did see it coming and allowed me to listen to that mm-hmm. podcast to kind of prepare me f- for that and to give me courage um, because that story did turn out, you know, so well. I definitely drew a lot of courage from that. And I know it's not a scripture mm-hmm. necessarily, but um, I, I think it did for me what God intended for it too. And then for the doctor to come and say mm-hmm. it was 23 weeks, six days, it, I mean, it, it that was the right moment. That was the moment where I was like, "Oh man, that's that's from God." Hmm. So you viewed that as God's mercy and grace to you, in a sense. His yeah, and and just his his speaking, to, you know, him speaking to me in the midst yeah. of a hard, 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 hard time. Yeah, yeah there was. I mean, a, yeah, you wrestle with that, like you know, like Josh said, you know, how right. could God let this if He knows like you were saying earlier like i've knit them together you know and their right. mothers when i've seen them i know them so like surely he knew this day was coming and so you know you mm. can drive yourself crazy wondering about that but um i think just even in the some well you say somehow in the midst of that hard weekend but like josh said that podcast you know at the time we were going through a a class through our church and um, happened to be on the goodness of God and joy and, and hope. And that had been a couple months before, but those things, you know, um, I just think he knew we were going to need that. And um, I think mm. we definitely um, just felt like we could ask him the really hard things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was okay with that. Like mm. he knew we were angry. He knew we were hurting. Um and he was okay with all of that. And I think as long as I remember When Josh, you say he was okay with that, what do you mean? Well, 
he wasn't offended, you know, like, oh, that you were, I'm, that you were, I'm in, right. yeah, I'm in control, guys. Didn't you just trust me anyway? Like, mm. I think he, I mean, I believe he knows that it was, that it was like super hard. And I just remember Josh telling me at some point, like, I think, you know, cause you're just having these like conversations, like right in the middle of all this, like in a hospital room, like there's no other place to go quietly away to talk about it. We're just having it right then and there. And, um, like, you know, Josh and I grew up in church and we graduated from a Christian school. Like, um, you know, you hear God is good all the time, your whole life, you know, mm-hmm. you don't think much of it, you know? And I think this really like, you know. Did it rock it, you? Did it rock you in some ways? I mean, did It you... did in the sense that it made you me be like, is that true? You know, mm-hmm. is he really? And I don't think I. I mean, I think a lot of people would just go, you know, I'm done. This is. You know, and I think. I could, that could be, but I think that, which is so cool, like what was happening in them, even as everything that was terrible that was happening, there were so many amazing good things happening at the same time that you're just like, Mm -hmm. that you couldn't deny that he was in it and like he was a part of it. And like Josh has said, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking questions, you know, but as long as we're asking it to his face and not turning our backs Mm -hmm. and asking right. in a quiet corner he's like that's when it gets dangerous you know but we just kept asking to his face and sometimes we didn't always get an answer you know we we still don't have a lot of answers mm-hmm. but he keeps showing us who he is and um i think something else josh has said like he was just saying that you don't believe that god um planned for finley and riley to have to walk this certain thing but he saw it coming and he did something amazing I mean, we're able to see that now two years later, and I think there's things that we'll never know that mm-hmm. he did that was amazing. You know, Josh, how about you? Was there a moment, was there a time where you felt like, man, were you, were you a rock to your core? I mean, in terms of your faith and in terms of your who you thought God was, and I mean, were you shook? Were you shaken? Every night. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, like Megan said, we had this little place in the hospital, I remember... You know, every night it was uh, a lot of questions and a lot of a lot of talking to God. Um, not you know, just not understanding, but um, wanting to continue to go back um, and ask Him. Um, yeah, that was uh, something that that we walked through. Um, but again, I, like Megan said, I, f- I feel like He prepared us for that in in some way, and. Um, I think that in the end we had to be okay with not knowing why. Mm-hmm. I think we, uh, we we could have gone crazy asking why. What why, do you think why? kept you in a place of faith? I mean, um, there are a lot of people that would have said, oh, curse God and die, you know. Definitely our family, yeah, for sure. Um, I can't say enough about that. I feel like we, you know, not just our, our parents, um, but then their parents, you know, have spoken into their lives. Mm-hmm. And I know that on this podcast that you've had your parents on um, and that generational thing, um, I think that there was a there was a, a blessing in that for us, mm-hmm. for sure, you know, that was exponential mm-hmm. um, and just feel very blessed and thankful to have that and and to be able to go back to the things that we were taught when we were kids by our parents. Um, and just continue to rely on those things and and trust God. Um, it, I think I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but um, you know when when we're kids, um, 
we hear the same Bible stories over and over and over again. Um, I, I think that you hear those things over and over again and you go to church and those those types of things that you don't always understand as a kid so that when you do encounter these things later in life mm-hmm. that are really hard and it would be easy to, to let go of your faith, um, those things have been so reinforced and you, they become a part of who you are, mm-hmm. you know, part, foundation stones for you. Yeah. Um, and you have to go back to those you almost have to because it's, it, you have it nothing is who you else. are. Yeah. Really, I mean, you everything got stripped away if so God fast. Would, if God know? wouldn't, if if we had chose to be like, God, you're not in this. I don't see you in this. How could you be in this? Then, then what, what, what would we have left? Uh, yeah, what would we have <laughs> had to to hope in? Right. You know, it was just such a dark right. moment that yeah. the only light that we had was Jesus. Even if we couldn't see him, because I just felt like we was like walked around in the dark a lot, but it was yeah. something like that we just maybe deep down believed it, but it was like hard to feel it, you know. So you sure. just kept saying it, like he's good, he's there, good. There was know? no, there was no evidence to <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. And yet, you, what I hear you saying, Josh, is that there were these stones, these foundation stones that had been <laughs> laid in your life early, early on. That maybe you even forgot were there or didn't even know were there until everything that could be shaken was shaken. And mm-hmm. the only thing to hold on to was the only thing that wasn't moving. And those mm-hmm. were these stones yeah. that had been laid in your life. And that, that, God, picture, and that God inhabits those places. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, when Megan had said, you know, God is good, that became kind of our battle cry, you know, or like the thing mm-hmm. that we held on to. Um, in the storm, in the uh, face of uh, anything but good, yeah. you, you were you were saying God is good. God is good, and mm-hmm. and you know it's something that there's like a a thing in church where you know someone says God is good and they say all the time, yeah. you know, and then all the time God is good. And yeah, I remember, I, I kind of don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know, I know the feeling <laughs> for sure. It just seems so you know like phony yeah. phony foo-foo to yeah. me yeah i mean but go ahead i'm, I'm interrupting your no, 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 i totally understand that and you know and when we were going through that i thought all the time really i mean <laughs> are you really because sure? <laughs> right now i just wonder you know um, or like you knew he was like yeah he, he's god so you're allowed to be like you're good but is he like gonna be good to us like because it mm. just felt so rocked yeah yeah but he was you know he yeah. was he was good when we walked into the hospital, he mm-hmm. was good. Um, mm-hmm. When our babies were delivered, he was good. When uh, Finley took her last breath, he was good. When Riley's lungs were bleeding, on all those moments, he was right there with us, and he mm-hmm. was good. You know, not, nothing about that changed who God was. Wow, mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I appreciate that so much, Josh. I think, you know, there's a lot about Christianity and faith and, you know, uh, you know, this living a Christian, I'm, I'm using air quotes, a Christian life that is superficial, you know, mm-hmm. at best. And I don't think think that we always understand how superficial it is until something comes at us that just shakes us to the core. Hmm. And the superficial things are the first things to go. Sure. <laughs> right. They're the first things to just blow away. And and then we find out what the essence of it all is. Yeah. And... um. You know, I know we were having a conversation just a week ago, and uh, and I was sharing with you about I felt like my box had been shaken. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. if my if my life and my faith was was in a shoebox. Yeah. Um, it felt like somebody just over the last few couple of years. Yeah. And it's not about me. This is just my experience of just sharing. Yeah. But 
personally, I felt my my box has been shaken, and the things that could be jostled and tossed out, they have been, mm-hmm. and the things that remain are the things that matter, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I, I, I so relate to what you're saying, what you're both are saying, because hmm. I think that's what's happening to you, what had yeah. happened to you guys too, and even in a deeper way. So good. Well, let's let's move into the next phase of this of your story. So here, you're at this point where the the medical staff, the medical team there is saying, giving you all of the honest, really hard facts, and asking you to consider. You know, giving you the option, really, of whether you wanted to continue on with this um, in a very caring way, um, not not being, not trying to persuade you in any way, I don't think, but just giving Definitely, you honest yeah. input. And the two of you, uh, obviously, you came back to the waiting room filled with people. You felt encouraged, held up, but you still had to have a moment together, yeah. I'm sure, where you had to talk and pray. Yeah. And can you talk about that moment? And where you were a- a- answering that, that answering that oh. question? What? That's the <laughs> what? end. It is the end. <laughs> I know. I, I edited this episode in such a way where it's a it's a genuine mm. cliffhanger. So you're gonna have to tune in uh, for part four of this interview to hear how Josh and Megan moved mm-hmm. on from here. Um, it's very inspiring. It's um, pretty encouraging. So. Um, yeah, tune, tune so in. Keep, so keep listening. <laughs> keep listening. Also, if you're just discovering this, kind of stumbled upon this podcast, and this is your first time listening, um, we do hope you'll go back and sh- it, it would be good to listen to, to from the first, very first part one <laughs> episode, you know, part one of this interview, because I think hearing the story in context is going to be more helpful than just hitting hitting it here and there. So, okay. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can you can. You can check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Roots and Wings Podcast. And if you want to email us, you can email us at... Yeah, um, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at chiprichter.com. And you can email dad at chip, C-H-I-P, at chiprichter.com. That's right. And we're going to also include some links and different things within the show notes of these uh, five-part episodes uh, we're going to link you to Riley's update page if you want to follow that. You can. There's lots of pictures. Some of the things that Josh and Megan are describing, you'll see some a graphic, um, you know, representation there, and you might be interested in that too. So let your friends know about this. If you hear about, if you know of someone who's going through some hard things, some difficult things, some challenging things, um, maybe this would be a an encouragement for them. I don't know. Um, use some sensitivity and discretion, and share it with your friends if you can. Appreciate you guys. We appreciate all of you listening. Uh, stay tuned next week for next week for part four of this five part series. Part four. So, thanks, everyone. That's right. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye.